how Jesus did it. Jesus speaking, I have shared deep things from my heart with you things which I have not shared with others on earth until now. I have opened my heart to you in these recent years through sharing some of my intimate experiences things I experienced as a child growing up, on the eve of my ministry, during the height of my ministry, as well as at my death. I've shared with you some of the trials I was faced with as a man, and how I was greatly tested. Now I'd like to share with you a little more in depth about the secret to my victories, about what it was that helped me rise above the trials and tests to stand triumphant. The things I was faced with on earth were daunting at times. The thought of facing the impossible while trapped in the confines of human flesh and seeing it through my human eyes rocked my faith sometimes, to say the least. The battles were sometimes fierce, the tests were frequent. The crowds and public opinion were taxing and demanded a great deal of me. But though these tests gave me a good shake-up, my faith did not fail. Do you know why? Let me share with you my experience, that it may comfort your hearts. I know the demands on you are great, and these will only grow greater in the days to come. You, my loves, will always be on stage, both before one another and before the world. This is a responsibility you must bear. I too was always on stage. Even when I managed to get time away from the crowds, I remained, to a degree, on stage before my disciples. Of course, it was different with my intimate twelve, in some ways I could be more relaxed with them. Yet even so, I was still responsible to teach and train them to live in love and righteousness. I was to be their keeper as you were to be your brother's keeper. I was responsible to pour into them, to minister to them, to teach and train them, to show them a large measure of love and patience. A shepherd's job is never done. A shepherd is always on call, he must always be there for the flock. This is also now the call of every family member, for I call you all to be shepherds. Every one of you is a caretaker of another. You are to be your brother and sister's keeper, as well as keepers of my flock. I call you to care for one another, as I have cared for you. This is an enormous responsibility. The crown is never so heavy as it is to the one who wears it. It's a heavy load to the wearer, though it may appear bright and light and beautiful to others. That same crown serves as a constant reminder of the great responsibility that rests on your shoulders. This is one reason why you must live in a state of constant vigilance, for there are many who look to you, just as there were many who looked to me when I walked with my disciples. I lived on earth during pressing times in world history. The world needed a savior, and the time was right, things couldn't continue as they had, business as usual something had to give. The responsibility that rested on my shoulders to save mankind was great indeed. This duty was too great to my for mess up. Too much was hinging on my human shoulders for me to fail. Though I felt totally incapable in the flesh, I knew I couldn't give up or give in, I couldn't throw in the towel and say, I quit. To accept defeat was not an option I could consider. How could I let you down? I simply could not fail. This responsibility drove me to such desperation that I determined to seek my father, pleading for the solution how was I to overcome? 
It was then that I vowed to learn the art of rising above. There had to be a way, otherwise my father would never have allowed me to be put in such a position. I was determined to find that way. Right now you are in a position much like I was the world today is in dire straits and it needs the Savior. The destiny of the world rested on my shoulders when I walked the earth nearly 2000 years ago. Now the baton is passed to you, and this mammoth responsibility rests upon your shoulders. You, as my representatives, are destined to bring my saving words to the world to impart salvation to the world in the time of the end. The false Christ will soon appear. Even now he demonstrates his signs and wonders as people around the globe are taken with his illusions, such as his proposal that a global economy will be the solution to their problems, or his illusion that modern technology, false science, and carnal wisdom will only be to the betterment of mankind. Though these things appear to do some good for a time, they are also the beginning of great sorrow and destruction. The world is and us in amazement at his evil ingenuity, at his trickery and his clever devices, as he manipulates presidents, kings, and nations, those who talk of peace and safety, but who have pride and war in their hearts. His manipulating wins the ignorant to his favor and puts things in place for his soon coming rule. He is soon to be revealed in the flesh. When he is, you must continue leading the masses to me, the true Christ so that I can save them from the distress that will reach the four corners of the planet. I know there are many sacrifices involved in the leadership that you, my family, must bear. I know what it means to carry such a weight, to be shepherds, teachers, bellwethers, billers in my kingdom, those who bring salvation and truth to mankind. It's a hefty responsibility. This is why I want to comfort your hearts. For though the cross you carry weighs heavy on your shoulders, I will make compensations available to you which will help you carry on to final triumph. When I was faced with the impossible, with that which was too hard for me in my human strength to bear, I was driven in desperation to look for a way to overcome. This is what led me to learn the art of rising above. This was my salvation. I didn't have to give in. I didn't have to succumb to defeat. I didn't have to bear unbearable burdens, all I had to do was rise above up and over each and every obstacle. I wasn't looking for a way to shirk my responsibilities, but I did know that if I was going to fulfill my destiny, I had to find the way to rise above the things that tried to hinder me, stop me, or hold me down. I knew that what was expected of me was too difficult for my human hands, for my own arm of flesh. Clearly. It was impossible for humankind. The tasks before me were too difficult for me, too much in every sense for my human frame to contend fault with. Realizing this, I got down to business with my father. Vision on the Hillside We were alone, my father and I, on a hillside, when an amazing event took place. I cried to him, saying, I cannot meet these expectations. My spirit is willing but my flesh is too weak. My father then spoke to me not only with words, but he showed me a vision. He opened my spiritual eyes and revealed to me how it would be possible for me to rise above any and all impossible circumstances that would present themselves during my earthly life. In the vision, 
I saw myself in a number of different scenarios, each one an impossible situation. In one scene I was confronted with 5,000 hungry men, not counting the women and children. In another scene, Mary and Martha clung to my side, pleading for their brother's life. In another scene I was walking across an angry sea, the winds were blowing, the waves were surging, and there I stood afloat, standing on the water, calling Peter to come to my side. In another I saw before me scores of blind, sick and dying of all ages, they were calling and reaching out to me, begging to be made whole. And then I saw myself hanging on a cross, my hands and feet pierced with nails and my side thrust through with a spear, a crown of thorns upon my head. At first, being tempted to fear at the sight of this vision, I wanted to turn and run away. But in that moment, I felt my father's hand come down firmly on my shoulder as he said, No, son. Take a closer look. As I did, I then witnessed the most amazing thing. In that moment, as each scene of the vision ran by me again, I saw something more than my own human self. This time, in each scene I saw the spirit of my father descend upon me. My father's spirit didn't just surround me, it didn't just stand by me, it came upon me, into me, in full force. We became one. We were one, and when this happened, I had power and strength beyond all human measure. When this happened, I saw myself in the vision able to rise above each situation. I was rising above each set of impostnegation idle circumstances to stand triumphant, to feed the hungry, to raise the dead, to walk on the water, to heal the sick, and to overcome death. Finally I understood that this was going to be the key, the secret, the victory, this would bring triumph every time. This was how I would be able to rise above by yielding my fleshly mind, heart, body and soul to fully receive my Father's Spirit. By receiving His Heavenly Spirit, by allowing Him to rest fully on me, to have full sway with me this is how I was able to rise above. The key was in yielding, in believing, in receiving. For though I was a man of flesh, though my own human spirit was willing, it was too weak but the spirit of my father was not. My father then reminded me of the words that were given to the prophet Isaiah when he prophesied of the anointing I was to receive. The prophet said, The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Then I understood how I was to rise above, for it would not be me, that is, my flesh. It wouldn't be through any talents or capabilities of the flesh that I possessed. It was to be in my receiving, in yielding completely to my Father, by letting go and letting His Spirit rest fully on me, enter completely into me, and work completely through me. By becoming one with the Spirit of my Father, I could rise above every impossibility that would confront me on earth. It was when the Spirit of my Father came upon me that I was given wisdom, knowledge, good counsel, understanding, and righteous judgment. All I had to do was to fully receive Him, to yield to His Spirit that was always available to envelop me fully and completely, and thus give me extreme power. When we became one, I then took on my Father's divine nature. Becoming one with my Father, taking on His own nature, gave me the strength to rise above any difficulty I was presented fault with, 
because that's when I could see things through the eyes of the Spirit. That's when I was able to see through my Father's eyes. When I did, the things of the world grew dim, the unlimited possibilities of the Spirit beamed through, and I saw that all things were possible when propelled by the power of heaven. All I had to do was become one with my Father and let His Spirit dwell fully in me, that is, in my flesh, and thus I had His strength and power to pull me through each difficult spot. Through that little talk with my negation Father, and through the vision He opened to me there on the hillside, I began to understand with my human mind what the art of rising above was all about. This is how I was to rise to triumph by letting the Spirit of Almighty God dwell in me, live in me, move in me, and lift me above all obstacles. By becoming one with my Father, yielding completely to His Spirit, taking on His own divine nature, I could overcome. You too can rise above. What is greater than all the impossible circumnegation stances around you? God Almighty. This is how you too can rise above every seeming impossibility that presents itself to you negation today. Each of you who have received me, and who have asked for my spirit, carries with you a measure of my spirit at all times. But when you're in dire straits, when you're faced with the impossible negation eyeball in these days of action, you will need to let my spirit come into you in full strength. If you are to rise above, you must let my spirit rest in you completely and without reservation. You must take on my divine nature. This concept of receiving more of my spirit may sound familiar to you. You know the principles of what I'm telling you, and you may think, but, Lord, we have your spirit and have had it all along. Yes, you have, as I too carried a good portion of my father's spirit with me. But when I was fully into my most demanding ministry, when I lived through my own era of action, I learned I needed to fully yield to His Spirit if I was to rise above. I had to let the Spirit of my Father come into me and fully dwell in me. You have received my Spirit, and you do make strides to let me dwell in you more completely all the time. But believe me, you haven't fully understood or experienced negation and the full extent of the matter for now, in these days of action, you must receive more steadily, more readily, more completely. You've had glimpses, you've experienced it to a degree and you're getting closer all the time. But I tell you, dear loves, that as you now continue in the era of action, you will need to receive my spirit in you in a greater and more complete measure. As you yield more completely, as you receive my spirit and let it fully rest upon you, as you truly let go and let God, as you allow me to have free reign in your heart and mind and spirit, you will be able to rise above. This is the art of rising above to truly let go and let me have full sway in you. This is how you can overcome any problem, any difficulty, any impossibility. I had to allow my father to have full sway in my life. We had to be one, this was crucial to my survival. You must now do the same. I've been teaching you the importance of greater yieldedness and greater sensitivity to my spirit, greater fine-tuning of your channels to be ready to receive my words at all times, and this is what rising above is all about.
the ability to rise above lies in fully receiving my spirit in every fiber of your being, it's about letting me freely flow through you, completely and without reservation. How to Cultivate the Art of Rising Above After my father showed me this vision on the hillside, I sought him in the following days as to how I could cultivate the practice of rising above. I asked him how I could let go of the flesh and let more of his heavenly spirit prevail in me, enough so that I could truly take on his divine nature and rise above impossibilities. He was faithful to give me the guidance I needed, and I want to pass this same guidance on to you. As you go over these points, guard against thinking, I already know this. For though some of these points may seem familiar, I ask you to think in terms of action in terms of being full-time doers, all-out practitioners, in order to form these good habits, fully embracing these principles, putting them into use in your lives. Think big. Think in terms of all the way. Think, it's got to be all or nothing at all. Be a practitioner. Follow these points, my loves. Put this wise counsel into motion in your lives, not only in theory but in genuine practice and you too will rise triumphant every time. How to Rise Above Strive for a clean heart and right attitude at all times. Make the decision, do you want to go under, or do you want to rise above? Know that you are weak in yourself and you can't make it without my help. Rely completely on my mercy, recognizing and accepting that without me you can do nothing. Shun all wrong or ungodly attitudes. See every obstacle as an opportunity to rise above and make progress. Reach up to me, depend on me, and me alone. Tap into the faith that I've put within you. Let my spirit fully rest upon you. This is more than allowing my spirit to dwell alongside you. It's more than receiving only a portion, it's receiving my spirit into every single fiber of your being. You do this by a. Living in my word. Counteract all negative input and vibes of the devil that float around you with the antidote of my word. Take this remedy as often as needed. Read the word, think about it, dwell on it, receive it fresh, then do it. Be doers of my word and of the things I show you, take action. b. Continue asking me everything. Don't make a move without hearing from me. Listen to my voice and live the truth I reveal to you. Do the things I tell you to do, doubting not. This will strengthen your faith and lift you above. C. Don't give any place to the devil in your heart or spirit. Reject his false ways and perverted attitudes by dwelling on that which is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report. Let my divine nature rule within you by a. Using your gift of humility and exercising your power of surrender. Yield to me your mind, your heart, your thoughts, your life. Let go of yourself and hold on to me, and only me. b. Keep your intimate relationship with me strong, for as you love me intimately, you let my spirit rest upon you, you become one with me, you take on more of my nature, which is divine. When this happens, you will see things more in the spirit, which is reality, and less in the carnal, which is the facade that confronts man. 
then I can lift you out of the earthly realm so that you can walk more in the heavenly realm. We become one and you are able to rise above that of the earth and instead walk more in the spirit. C. Live by my spiritual principles and let them go to work for you. If you live by my supernegation national laws, you will be empowered to rise above the natural, you will walk in the supernatural, you will triumph. The spirit of my father was my refuge, just as I will be your refuge. This will be your only recourse if you are to rise above what is to come in these last days. As my father's spirit rested upon me, my spirit will rest upon you. I've been preparing you for these many years. Your destiny, like mine, is to preach the word of truth, to heal the brokenhearted, the sick, and those who are beaten down, to deliver those who are bound. As you let go of yourselves and let my spirit rest on you fully, you will find that my grace is sufficient. This is how you, like me, will become more than conquerors. This is how you will stand steadfast and immovable. This is how none of the surrounding circumstances will be able to move you. This is how, though troubles surround you, you will not be distressed, though perplexities arise, you will not despair, though war rises around you, though famine and pestilence are rampant, it will not shake you, though your enemies seek you out to destroy you, they will stumble and fall while you rise above. This is how you will overcome. End of message from Jesus. Let me do it through you. Jesus speaking, rise above by trusting me. Rise above by being desperate. Rise above by letting me do the work and not feeling like you have to do it all. That's why I'm giving you these feelings of weakness and inadequacy, because I want you to rise above, to let it go, to let me take hold of this very big job in front of you and do it the way I want to do it. I don't want you doing it, I want to do it. So step back and let me. Ask me to do it through you, acknowledging that you can't do it on your own, and I will help you and make it perfect. You can take more time with me, and that will help you to rise above. Pray more. Ask me more things, little things throughout the day. Check in with me and obey what I tell you. Don't just go from one thing to the next because someone is asking for something or wants to talk about something, check with me. Make sure you're hitting the mark, and all that will contribute to greater power and ease when you need to rise above. End of message from Jesus. Nothing can stand in the way. Jesus speaking, when your goals and desires are in line with my will and my desires for you. There is nothing that can stand in the way of our reaching those goals together. I've given you many promises to claim and to stand on. Each of these, my words of promise to you, have creative, overcoming power, they are strong and true. If I knew that it was really impossible for any one of these promises to be fulfilled in you, why would I have wasted my breath in making them in the first place? If the truth was that you'd never be able to completely overcome in the way that you've hoped and dreamed and longed for, then why would I do so much to give you the message that you can obtain these things, and even that I want you to obtain them, and expect you to? Would I ask you to do something that I knew was impossible for you to do? Would I place such a heavy burden on you? My word says to, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus 
Philippians 2 5. Would I have put something like that in my word if I didn't expect you to actually be able to do it to let my mind be in you? While it's true that I said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, Isaiah 55 8, I was speaking of the carnal man not of you, someone who has been born of my spirit and washed in my love. Through me you have the power to leave behind the things of the carnal man. You're mine, I bought you and paid for you. And I have given you the keys of the kingdom access to unlimited power. Anything that is within my will, you can ask for and expect. And because of that it's completely possible for you to be possessed by me and my spirit in such a way that you can truly rise above the limitations and the weaknesses of your flesh and of your personality and character. My promises aren't just fanciful dreams and pie in the sky. They're there for you to claim and appropriate so that by these you might partake of my divine nature, 2 Peter 1 4. I don't make unreasonable requests of my loved ones, or put upon them unreasonable expectations. When I was walking on the water and I called Peter to step out of the boat and come to me, I wasn't asking him to do the impossible. With man, Something like that would of course be impossible, but not with God. With God, anything is possible, and so is anything possible to him that believes. I am speaking personally to you. All things are possible to you if you will believe. It is possible for you to overcome. If your will is in line with mine, then you can have the assurance that whatever you want and ask for in my name and with faith is yours. When I was on the earth, I was affected by the same limitations of weak human flesh as you are. Because of that, I know what you go through. I can understand your feelings, and even your doubts. But even though I had taken on the form of human clay, because I believed my father's words, I was given the faith to follow his great commission for me no matter what supposedly impossible situations it led me into. I trusted that if I did my part, if I humbled myself and obeyed, even unto death, he would take over where my human frame left off, and he would do the rest. He would do the miracles. Although at times my flesh couldn't see it or feel it especially during those agonizing hours on the cross I believed my father's promises that he would help me to overcome the limitations of mortal man and even raise me from death, though it was something completely impossible for my human body to do. Because of my love for my Father and my yieldedness to His will, I and my Father were one. Our desires were one and the same. Our hearts were one. Because I wanted to please Him and follow His calling for me, even though it meant dying on the cross, He was able to give me overcoming power and fill my human flesh with His Spirit, His power, and His supernatural anointing. And the same can be true for you. When you're strong in my spirit and your will is one with mine, then you can command me to do whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. End of message from Jesus. The place where you end, I begin. Jesus speaking, as you've so recently seen, there is much in life that seems impossible, but with me, all things do become possible. When you look at life or yourself with your own reasoning, you often only see problems and impossibilities, and that perplexes you. You fall down in despair, 
knowing that you can't bear the weight of many difficulties, demands and responsibilities, or cope with the faults and failings that fill and surround you. I've shown you the face of seeming impossible negation abilities both within and without so that you could see my hand and power at work and believe, and so that you could be set free from trying so hard to overcome in your own strength. Your confidence in me has been renewed, knowing that I really am your only salvation, your only hope, your only deliverer, that your salvation is only in me. Now, my love, as I lift you above the fog of the futility of trying in the flesh, above the fear and frustration, above all the lying vanities, and pull away the mask of impossibilities and show you that it's only me, you find great peace and confidence. You find hope where there was no hope. Your faith in me has grown, even though your confidence in yourself has been shaken. You saw me keep you and deliver you so miraculously that now you better understand that you can't, but I can. I want you to know that I desire and will do the impossible for you if you cease from your fretful, futile, and frantic struggle to keep yourself, to deliver yourself, to work out your own problems. I am the Lord that keepeth thee. I want you to put your life into my hands, to rest in me to learn to totally trust where you don't understand, and to let me lift you above every problem that comes your way, to get you so confident in me that nothing will easily shake you. No man can save himself, or add me and my power and virtue to himself by the force of his own will and works. That's the madness of self-righteous man. It's only in failing, in falling, in being weak and in need and in desperation calling out to me to do for you what you know you can't do for yourself that the miracle of deliverance from your problems by my great power can be performed. You've seen that nothing but prayer can prevail in most situations. Your will, your charm, your goodness, your cleverness your badness, your intimidations and all such tactics of the flesh fall short and leave you helpless. Only sincere, desperate. Humble prayer moves my hand and gets things done when nothing else can. These are precious gifts from me. Humility is a very precious gift though humans don't always see it that way at first. As for the works of the flesh how difficult it is to rescue a drowning man when he's still frantically trying to save himself. His mind is full of fear and he's a danger to all who come near to help him. Often I want to help you more in a situation but I must wait until you stop struggling so hard. When you're in a great battle with your fears and problems, you must learn to trust me to save you and cease from your frantic efforts in the flesh so that I can speak to you, still your heart, and bring you out of many waters. If you must fight, fight to be calm and have faith, to believe in me. Then cast all your cares upon me. Trust me totally without reservation and learn to rest. Having done all you can, for giving it all to me is the best thing you can do. When you feel your fears crushing you on all sides and there's no apparent way to escape call upon me and let me command the storm to cease and bring you up into my secret chamber where all is peace. In an instant I can lift you up and set you in a higher place in my spirit, in my tower, upon my rock, my mountaintop, high above the cares of this world. When you reach the perimeter of your ability as a man, 
When you fall defeated at the retaining wall of your own limitations and realize the impossibility of escaping what seems like the prison house of your own human frailty or ability, that's when you come to really know your limits, and that with man it is impossible. But the place that seems to be the end of all that's possible for you is not the end at all that's actually possible. That's really the place of great beginnings. That's the border, the frontier, the great divide, the place where you end and I begin. What may seem like a place of great defeat for you and your pride is not a place of total failure, complete loss, or of despair and utter hopelessness. Just the opposite is true. And just beyond that line that marks your limitation is the beginning of me, an eternal sea of limitless power and possibility that is yours in me. So don't be cast down and fall into despair at what seems totally impossible and hopeless to you. Simply know that you've finally reached the borders of my kingdom where you end and my power and glory begins. You've come to the holy mountain to the house of your God, to the doorstep of the King of Kings. You have simply come home to your father's house, and he who has seen you coming from afar now runs to greet you with open arms and great joy and rejoicing, knowing that you've finally come to the end of yourself, and finding yourself unable, have turned from yourself and come home at last to him. There he will lift you up into his arms and carry you into his realm, for in your own nobility you are too weak to even walk there. There he will clothe you in wondrous robes and call for a feast, for that which was lost is found. Nothing in your hands you bring, simply to his love you cling. When you discover it truly is not in you, but is only in him, then he can lift you up, if you let him. You can't rise above by your own will and works, but only through humble surrender and submission to him. A soul that has come to the end of itself to the end of its human endurance and abilities, is actually a greater threat to Satan than a soul full of its own self-confidence. That's why he attacks these broken and fallen ones with such fury and force, trying to cause them to totally despair of life and fall into great self-defeat and condemnation, feeling totally worthless. He doesn't want them to see that they've come to that place of great power that sacred place where they end and I begin. He doesn't want them to discover what infinite power is there, that my spirit is ready to rush in and fill them and give them more power than Satan ever had or could have the pure power of my presence in them, lifting them up. What wars are fought at the border of my kingdom to prevent those weary souls from calling out to me and casting themselves upon me that I might deliver them? Why do you wonder at the mysterious ways of God? Why do you seem so surprised that out of seeming defeat I bring forth my greatest victories? Why are you so confounded that in the moment when you feel weakest, totally defeated crushed, and unworthy to be called my son, you find yourself most blessed by me? Have you not read? Have you not heard it said that God's way up is down? That victory doesn't go to the swift? That the last shall be first? That the greatest are those who are least in their own eyes who esteem others greater and who make themselves the servant of all? Have you forgotten that the meek shall inherit the earth? That the broken and humble sinner will enter in before those who are proud and righteous in their own eyes? So I say. Cease from your futile attempts to do what can only be done by me. 
Don't look into yourself for solutions but rather step out of your world and into mine. Come quickly into my courts with praise and thanksgiving. Lift up your eyes and look into mine and find strength for the task, power for the hour, solutions to all impossibilities. Rise up, sweet child, and sing. For the victory I will bring. Like a rising tide within. I wash you free from the bindings of sin. Where once was not but gloom and self-despair. I plant a garden of faith, power, praise and prayer. Though you have walked the valley of death and worldly care. Wondrous lessons have you learned there. That I love you. That my word is true. That there is not that your flesh can do. Still, all things are possible in me through you. My soul replies to God. You are become my hope. My high tower. My strength. My refuge. The lifter up of my head. The source of all my power. When I seem to fall and die. From ashes I rise and fly. With man such things can be done, dear love. But in you is the secret of rising above. End of message from Jesus. Fulfill your destiny. Jesus speaking, rising above is the secret to success. It's the difference between forging ahead or falling behind, between success or failure, victory or defeat. For you personally, my love, it's an offer you can't refuse. To whom much is given, much is required, and this is what I require of you, my darling, that you master this art of rising above. You've been given much, if you know these things, then happiness, joy, satisfaction and fulfillment will only come as you step out and do the things which I've revealed to you. Rising above through the power of the keys is your future, it's to be your modus operandi. It's how you're to operate. It's how to control your actions. It's how you are to move and think always in the rise above manner. It's to be your mindset, your lifestyle. It's to become part of you. The art of rising above is to be such an integral part of your life, it's to be your modus vivendi your way of life, your style of living at all times. It's an offer you can't refuse my love. You are to be my living proof of one who can truly rise above. I have chosen the foolish things of this earth those who are not wise on their own, those who are weak and frail, incapable in themselves, what the world would call ignorant, unlearned, alms nothing. Yet with me and you you are everything. You are my chosen vessel, one whom I've created that my light and power and glory might shine through you for all to see. You have nothing to fear at the awesome prospect of rising above difficulties and the impossible and all it entails, but you have only to lean on me and call on the power of the keys. In reality, you don't do the rising, I do. I am the one that lifts you above. I am the one that causes you to rise high above the impossible. All you have to do is yield to me. This is what rising above is to you my love. This is what it means to you. It's nothing of yourself. It's yieldedness. It's letting go of everything of your own, of everything of your flesh of everything of your own feelings and emotions, and letting me live and work and move freely in you. It's letting me have full sway in your life, in your heart, in your mind and thoughts, in your actions.
it's letting me flow through you, freely and completely. This is what it means to you, it means you must let go of everything that would hold you back. You must let go and let me flow through you freely. Through the keys you have power to rise above anything and everything that would hold you down or make things difficult. Rising above to you, dear love, means there's no turning back, there's no halfway, there's no almost, there's no thus far and no further. It means I want you, I must have you totally completely, wholly, always. I want total control. I want your mind, your heart your spirit and your body to do with as I please. I want to be in you. I want free reign, no holds barred. I want you every single fiber of your being. What rising above means for you is yieldedness. It means you yielding fully and completely to my spirit. It means your mind to have and to do with as I please. It means my power and life and glory will be manifested through you. It means power and fire and life and love. It means satisfaction, joy and fulfillment, knowing you're fulfilling your destiny. End of message from Jesus. Copyright Copyright by the Children of David, 2017